Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. It is Mike Lando Ferrando. He's back. He's doing his gestures. I don't know. What the, what's up with that? It's good to see you again, buddy. I missed you. It's been like five months. Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've been enjoying your, um, like I said, I know it's been the JFK anniversary. Uh, it was the 60th anniversary. So you've had a lot of uh, JFK podcasts lately that I've been enjoying immensely. Um, so, uh, yeah. But yeah, man, it's good to finally talk to you again and uh, be back because I know you're like, yeah, yeah, you're, you know, you're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you don't have, you know, your average Joe's on anymore. Are we talking about the show or my muscular definition? Because I've been taking T booster like a motherfucker. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you have listened and you've been listening, Robbie works out every single day and he never, ever, ever. I I did miss one. Um recently i took a vacation what yeah i took a vacation uh to dc and um, oh good for you yeah it was it was fun it was, it was a lot of yeah it was for first time in a long time i've ever missed a gym thing but yeah it was it was a lot of fun what did you uh what'd you do in washington dc well we i was at a bar with my buddy and we were talking about going to see museums because we thought museums would be a great experience to go like we're older now instead of doing a field trip we can just go as buddies and you know go look at some art that's what i want to see i'm a little bit more like i wanted to see some jfk related stuff and maybe get a tour and correct the person if they said anything i didn't agree with um but then he goes, yeah, I got these girls that want to go with us and they're friends of ours. And I was like, yeah, they can come. It's awesome if they want to go see museums. So it was like a week and a half later. He was like, yeah, we're getting hotel rooms. So just clear your day for that. And I was like, oh, I've never missed the gym. And he's like, I know you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. We're going to have to miss the gym just one day. I was like, all right, I I'll do it to go see some museums. So then it's like the night before and it's like 9 p.m. I'm about to get up in about two hours, do five hours of cardio and then meet them. And we're all going to go down to D.C. in the morning and it's two and a half hours away. And then we're spending the night up there and everything. So I message one of the girls and I go, hey, what museums do you want to see? And I have all these museums screenshotted on my phone, like the spy museum and all this. And then she goes, what are you talking about? I go, we're going to go see some museums in D.C. What do you want to go see? And she was like, it's my birthday. This weekend, we're going to clubs. We're not going to museums. And I go, you know what? That makes a lot of sense that you say that because nobody was letting me know what exactly when or how or what the game plan was. When are we going there? And it's like the night, like a couple hours before. So I figured somebody was luring me into a trap to go down there to go down to some clubs or something. And she was like, yeah, she goes, we already got the strip clubs picked out. And I was like, I refuse to go to a strip club. I will not go to a strip club. I'm sorry. I don't care. But these the girls wanted to go. And yeah, we had a fun time. We just went to clubs and things of that sort. Enough about me. It's not about me. <laughs> well, that's hey, your listeners don't hear enough about you. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. That's cool, man. That's that's awesome. It's always good to. Get out and about. Yeah, because I've been on vacation, um, but I really don't do anything, man. I'm kind of like a homebody, but uh, this is my third week. I was able to take three weeks off this year because um, my company, we're going through like a merge. Uh, two like restaurant supply companies are merging together. And we're one, my emails change. This has changed. Everything's changing. So it's been really crazy at my job. Um, and I probably shouldn't have taken the three weeks off, but man, I, I needed it to unplug, man. We all need to unplug, you know? 
Would you rather take a vacation to uh, like a foreign place or would you rather just stay home? I'd rather stay home. Yeah, man. I am such like a homebody. Like I like staying at home, you know, doing some like local things. Uh, dude, just watching TV, uh, playing my guitar, playing some video games. I, I started playing the Star Wars game, uh, Jedi Survivor. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that on vacation. That's fun. Uh, watching some Star Wars. Oh, actually, you haven't known this. Uh, I've been donating plasma lately. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Last two months, I've been donating plasma. So when I donate, uh, what I did was I'm doing a Star Wars marathon. So it takes about uh, almost an hour, 50, 45 to 50 minutes to like donate, donate, like the time you're in the chair. Um, so I've been watching uh, Star Wars. I'm all the way up to Empire Strikes Back right now. I'm starting in order. One, two, three. And then I watched uh, Solo, Rogue One, New Hope. And then how did you get into donating plasma? Did a Jehovah's Witness knock on your door and just ask? No, you? I, I just, They'll you know, you. just They'll like, just like everybody, man, just got into a little bit of, you know, uh, money debt. Not a whole lot. Like I said, I'm really proud of myself. Got through this month. Like I said, I don't know when this is coming out, if this is early January, but we're in December still. But got through this month, didn't charge anything really. So, um, uh, kudos to me. I'm always, it's always a win-win, but just had a little bit of debt, donated some plasma for a few months. Uh, next month I should have that credit card paid off and then I'll be out of debt, like pretty much completely, you know, except like car payments. How is it? How painful is donating plasma? It's, it's actually not too bad. I think the worst part is, is just a lot of the wait time. So like you go in, you got to, uh, answer some questions. It takes about five minutes. Then you got to get your vitals done. So that part can be time consuming because it depends if they have one person or two persons. And what they do is they'll prick your finger. They take blood. They take a blood sample. They uh, they do your temperature, your pulse, your your blood, dude, your blood pressure. Um, so you have to pass like all these like health checks first before they even let you donate. So what happened to me? That's why Magic Johnson can't donate blood. Right. But what happened to me, this is funny, man, because, you, you know, I exercise uh, my pulse. So your pulse has to be between 50 and 100 to order to donate plasma. My pulse registered one, this one time at 49. So they give me this like tag and I got to go visit the doctor and the, and, the, and the nurse and the nurse is just like, hey, um, you know, it's, it's called the athletic pulse. And I'm like an athletic pulse. She goes, yeah. She goes, if you exercise a lot your pulse could run low sometimes. So they put in a form for me. So I have the range from 40 to a hundred to donate plasma because since I like exercise, but uh, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was called an athletic pulse. If you have a low pulse rate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like uh, my finger, it's crazy, man, because when I first started doing it, um, when I, you know, draw blood every year at my physical, my arm bruises, you know, and this and that. But now, man, I'm like a, I'm like a plasma champ. Like, you know, I don't, my arm don't bruise no more. And uh, yeah, man, I do it twice a week. So at least I get a little bit of money. The money has really shrunk down since the first month, but uh, it's kind of part of my routine. I go Wednesdays and Saturday mornings. I go and I don't, I just don't pick, pick a couple hours, earn some extra money watch star wars and uh yeah i'm only donating blood or something if they have brand muffins that they give people or banana nut 
<laughs> they always lay out food so after so you don't pass out basically yeah i mean they they did that like the very first time i went there because i told them i didn't eat it because you know me i fast all day i don't eat um so they gave me like some cook cookies or crackers but like since then i still fast i still do everything and i'm fine after i donate so it it, it takes longer than blood because what the machine does is man the needles huge that they stick in your arm but like it you know they take the blood out and then it separates the plasma out and then they put the blood back in you and it kind of goes in cycles so like you're pumping your fist pumping your blood out and then you relax and then you're doing it and it's just like yeah like so you do about 45 minutes or so and now you're done take the needle out you get to go home do they tell you where they send it to or who did you ask about the no, process I, you're saving anybody in particular yeah like i i got a uh I got like a message, like an email saying like, Hey, thanks for after your one month, you've been doing this for a month. Like, so now I've been doing it for two months, but it was just like, you have helped, uh, like nine people with your plasma. Like, so they give you like updates and tell you how many people you help out just because you're donating. So like, once again, I mean, I know you're like, yeah, you know, I'm getting money, but at the same token, like you're still helping people that like need plasma. Uh, so it's, it's a good deed, which is awesome. Yeah, you, know, you, get, you get some low extra money. I don't trust any of that stuff. I feel like it's kind of faked. I mean, I don't think they're just taking your plasma and creating another you. I mean, that could be a possibility. <laughs> but in reality, I just don't believe like when like you save this child and they send you a photo because I, I just had this happen. So with working and getting like working the two jobs and everything and actually starting to have some money, I wanted to do something I, I kind of been putting off for the longest time, which was I wanted to go adopt a dog. And hey. I, I wanted to actually have like a like a dog, like just because I've been wanting one since way before the podcast started. It was either going to be a podcast or a dog. I just needed to make sure I had the time for it. So I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to want to do something with a dog. You know, I would like to have one. Um, wanted one for a very long time, one that was my own. So I go to the SPCA's website and they're like showing all these like like one-year-old like puppies basically that are like labs and all this and they're like well i'm like holy shit like you, people pay thousands of dollars sometimes for some of these dogs i'm like let me just go adopt one so i drove and this is what pissed me off the most i drove an hour in 20 degree weather in a car that has no heat to go to this place i get there and go inside and i go hey i saw this dog on your website i emailed and you guys sent me an email back saying come check it out and we'll see the dog i'd like to see the dog and they're like oh this dog and i was like that dog, the one I'm pointing out on this paper, I printed out. Yes. And they're like, we don't actually have that dog at this location. That's at our California or whatever. They named some place that's across the country from me. And I'm like, well, it's a listed on your website. I put in on your guy's site, not any other site that was in another state, this state in particular. And they go, yeah, well, why don't you go check out our dogs? And I go, okay, I, I will. And I looked and started looking around bunch of sad dogs. I want to adopt them all, man. I was ready for it. But then I asked her, I was like, so where's the dog that was listed on the website? I don't see any of them that you had listed on there. Any of like the backup options or anything, if that one was adopted or it wasn't a good fit. And they go, well, to be honest with you, we put a lot of those dogs on our website to get people down here. And then usually when they start seeing the dogs we have available, they'll end up adopting one of the dogs we have available. I go, why would you do that? And they're like, because these dogs need to get home. I was like, I get it, but that's not ethical at all. And I hate to be that guy because none of these dogs I want. And they're like, what, you don't want to adopt any of these? I was like, no, because they're all eight or nine years old. I'm not trying to adopt a dog for a year or two before they go. You know, that's just, it's rough. I'm just not that person who's fit to be able to go 
give them the exercise that they need when they're that old. I need a puppy that I can use my energy with that energy. And they, they kind of made you feel like shit while you're leaving. And I'm like, well, damn, at least give me a, some crackers or something for showing up. God damn. <laughs> so it's funny. So where I got, I adopted my last dog, um, Kira, uh, she's a Husky. I got super lucky with her. You know, she's a full blooded Husky. Like you were talking about, man, those are super expensive to buy. And I got her, she was about a year old and I got it for free. Cause they were doing free adoptions at the, you know, main society here. And what they used to do was is you used to go there and you could walk. There was like three rooms. You could walk up and down and look at all the dogs in the cages. And you could like pick out the dog you wanted and like take it outside if you wanted. Um, but the last time I went, they stopped doing that. So you couldn't go and visit the rooms. The only room you could visit was the cat room. And there was only like four cats. I mean, I have five cats, but like, but like, if you want to look at a dog, what you had to do was, is you had to get on the website, their website, find the dog if they had it. And then they would go get it. And then, right. So you couldn't like physically look at the dogs, which they, which is really, like, I don't know, because the way I got my dog was I saw her in the cage and I got to like, you know, see her and, and be like, oh, you know, because the thing about, dude, the Humane Society, I, I don't know what kind of dogs that you saw. The ones here, there's a lot of Rockwilders. There's, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of the same kind of dogs in the pens and it's like yeah, they get busted out of like a puppy mill and that's what they get yeah 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 uh but i mean it's it's good to donate i mean i don't know about yeah eight or nine that's you know that's that really sucks man like i said that sucks that there's like dogs that old because all of my dogs are adopted uh i have you know i have three dogs except my german shepherd i got jana when she was a puppy but she's about uh, nine, I think she's like nine, about nine years old now. And then I have Brady, which I adopted and I got him when he was two and he's like a Husky mix. Um, and he's about 10. And like, so there's Kira, she's about three now and she's a full blooded Husky. But yeah, that whole process, man, uh, the wit, what happened to you, man? That's yeah. That sucks. Whether it's, they lose yeah, you well, in with like, the pictures. God, I was like, damn, I had to drive off with nothing. Yeah. It's it's like false advertisement, and you do, man. You see when you walk up and down the pens, and like you see all the dogs, like they're just so sad, and you feel so bad for them. So uh, the last uh, one of the kitty cats I I adopted, um, she was abused, and it even said it like on the tag, like she was an abused cat. Da 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 da. Um, she's been with me for like three years, but like you just feel so bad um, for them. But like, dude, adoption is absolutely the best way to go because like you save you know, you, you're actually saving the animal because eventually if the animal is in there for so long, right. You know, they put them to sleep most of the time. Yeah. So. That's what I didn't get. I was like, why do you guys put them to sleep? And they're like, yeah, we just can't afford to keep a dog here for like longer than a certain amount of time. And I was just like, well, don't we have tax dollars that goes to doing this? I mean, you're not benefiting off of this. You're not really getting paid to work here. You're kind of volunteering here, which is good on you. But then you look at where our taxes go. I haven't seen them fix one pothole in my fucking town, but that's apparently where our tax holes are going. Okay, that's hold bullshit. on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, so I got a story. So my neighborhood, when you pull into the main road of our neighborhood. Uh, there's a bunch of homeless dogs and cats. No, and there's apartment complex, and then there's like doubles, and they're actually building more houses now, like in the front. 
there's this big stretch of the road in front of the apartments. Dude, it is pothole. Every I've been here, I've been in this house for almost 10 years. Dominoes ain't doing shit like they said they would, did they? Pothole cities. Okay, look, tons of potholes. All they have to do is do not one of those nice long stretches of repaving. I'm not asking you to repave the whole road, just long strips. No, what do they do every single year is they just fill the holes, right? Individually. Oh, wait, wait, it gets better. This year, they didn't fill all the holes. They just filled the worst holes, the ones that were the deepest and left the shallow holes. So when you're driving into my neighborhood, and it's still shit. Because the holes, they they come up every year. Like after a month, the holes are back. The potholes are back. Like, dude, it drives me insane. It's just funny that you you said that about potholes. Because Indiana, because I'm in Indiana, we're we're known for some of the worst potholes of all time. And we joke all the time about where our tax dollars are going because they seem to never fill the effing potholes. My son, uh, Anakin, he got a flat tire potholes three or four times this year because of potholes and look man it hasn't even snowed yet they pay for that don't they the city yes yeah but that's where our money goes man you know i mean shit i mean i don't know where our money goes to be honest yeah you're right it's circulating somewhere it's it's like my hoa right i have an hoa here which i have to pay for i had to pay for uh Two hundred and thirty dollars, and like I, I got, I got, a, I got the paperwork uh, yesterday, the day before, and it's just like for ponds and for retention. I'm just like, what pond? Yeah. There's no pond in my neighborhood. Oh, but it's like five thousand dollars to retain the pond. Awesome. So yeah, I had this guy at my work trying to tell me that if you go to Alaska, you can buy property, like an acre of land. There's like fifty something dollars. Um, so he was like, yeah, you could just buy like what, spend $150 on three acres of property. And then you get to build your own house and the lumber material there is so cheap. He's like, you can even hire companies that'll do that. Like they'll have those little shacks that are already pre-made and drop it off for you. And I go, the reason why it's so cheap in Alaska is because nobody wants to live there. It's just a factor of it's so cold. Cold, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's literally unbearable. Like you have to set your house on fire for only warmth you can possibly get. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, but it's cheap though. Like, so imagine you spend a thousand dollars, $2,000 a month on a place for yourself, right? In the house that you live in, let's say around that price, that would last you more than a year and a half in Alaska. Yeah, that's insane. Just that for one month. So it's like really like appetizing. You'd be like, damn, I want to go down there. But unless you're wearing fur jackets like Corolla DeVille, you ain't surviving, bro. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not to loop back to my plasma. Uh, so when they when they do your vitals, right? So they prick your finger here at the top. And and they have this little skinny tube. And so what they have to do is they prick it and then they start squeezing your finger to fill up this skinny tube. So I have really bad circulation in my hands. My hands are always cold so like when i'm waiting in line i'm like rubbing my hand on my pants and trying to like warm up my hands and like the other day the last time i donated on a saturday christmas eve eve uh she pricked my finger and she couldn't like get all the blood in and she was like squeezing and rubbing and rubbing and rubbing all over the dude and she's just like uh do you mind if i prick another finger to like finish off the tube and i'm like i guess so then, like, yeah, she pricked my finger on my other hand, and I'm just like, ah, 
So that that part does like suck. Like get your finger pricked every time. It's like like once again twice a week. I get the same finger pricked, but like I was looking at my ring finger on my uh, right hand. Like when I looked at it real closely, I'm just like, oh, I got a bunch of like tiny holes in it from where I'm getting pricked to uh, test my blood for plasma. Now I know how diabetics feel. I was literally going to say that. I was My cousin brought his test kit out when he was, when I think we were like 14 years old and I wanted to try it. And that needle went right into my finger. And I was like, I give you praise every time. I'm never going to make fun of you every time I see you checking your blood. Because we always joke around with them like... We'd hand, he'd ask for like a soda or something. I'd give him an actual soda instead of a diet soda. And he knows he can't drink that. And I'm like, come on, live on the wild side. You're just mad because you can't do sugar <laughs> or something like that. And then he'll get mad and he'll drink it. The next thing you know, he'll be like, like basically about to fall asleep because his blood sugar is too high. It's making him crash. So then he has to go over and take insulin. And we always make fun of him. I'm like, man, it sucks. Halloween's like the devil's curse for the diabetics. <laughs> and he just would get so mad at it. He was like, why don't you try and see how it feels to get pricked in your finger? And I go, okay. And I did it. And I was like, damn, I'm never going to joke about the whole taking the medication for that. Because living that after a while, your fingers would have to be hard as rocks towards the end to be able to deal with getting injected in the finger every single time. Dude. Like I said, you know, I play instruments and stuff and you, you know, you get calluses on your fingers and you get buildup on them. But like, yeah, it's it's just another um, I was telling you, like I, I bruised at first. I, I used my right arm uh, to donate every single time now. But like, yeah, man, like I, that, I, I'm the needle's huge. I, I'm not lying, man. It's a big needle. But my veins, they're so good for them. Actually, I don't know if you can see uh, my veins in the camera, but they're good veins. They're huge veins. They stick me in the same place every time. But you yeah, can when I get done, there's just a little spot there instead of a big bruise. Like, you know, like normally what happens to me. It's funny. It's it's like uh, you know, anything, working out, anything, like you build up a tolerance towards it. And yeah, dude, I'm like a plasma like pro. step it up. Next try heroin. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> just say no, kids. I heard it's a great experience. <laughs> no, 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 no. You already know I'm. Um, so that's another thing our tax dollars went to is the dare program that I ended up getting more kids hooked on drugs than anything. Yeah. Well, no, well, I, it was funny, man. I was, I was talking to somebody. We were talking about the, uh, the vapes, right? Like, um, <laughs> how, right. let me hit my, how, no, you know, I don't even like that when, when we're doing our uh, podcast. Well, there you go. Oh my God. There you go. There you go. Kids. Feels so good. no, I was just, we were just, I'm just sitting there thinking, how did this become so popular? How did this smoking cigarettes turn into vaping? Because the original purpose of vaping was to stop smoking. That's what they marketed it as to it's a market scheme. It's, it's there's there's ties from the tobacco industry into vapes as well, too. But I remember people vaping when it wasn't popular. And I was like, oh, what is that? And they're like, oh, I'm trying to quit smoking. And it's 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 a vape. I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. And now it's the dude, there's two new vape shops opened up like a new one opened up down the road from me. It's going to get worse because there's uh, marijuana's legal now. So vape shops also sell marijuana. Uh, no, 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 not in Indiana. Uh, It'll get there eventually. We'll be one of the dude. We're so conservative here. We'll be one of the last states. But they sell like the THC uh, things at those vape shops. I don't know. Dude, I don't know anything about them. My, my kid like my kids do them. You know, they're 22 and uh, Anakin, he's about to be 21. Like I said, it's crazy. But like, yeah, they do all that stuff. The the vape, the hitting the vapes. Like, yeah, we did Christmas. 
uh, you know, I got my grandba. Yeah, hey, I'm I guess I'm grandpa, man. I got my, my grandbaby. Thank you. Uh, did the, her first Christmas. She's like uh, eight, nine months. But like, yeah, it, it blowing the vape. And I said, hey, no vaping in, in, in the Ferrando house, right? And they're just like, oh, I do it all the time. I was like, not in my house. I said, not around my granddaughter. Said, you can do it at your house, but I don't know, man. Like, I guess it's, I, the smoke is cleaner. I, I don't care, dude. Smoke is smoke to me. So there's got to be some study about secondhand, even vape smoke, just like secondhand smoke with cigarettes. Hey, cigarettes have a filter on them, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know because there's all these studies. We, we talked about this, you know, studies. You just don't know, uh, you know, is vaping is just as bad as smoking cigarettes or it's not as bad as I mean, smoking. You're entitled to your opinion on vape smoke. I wouldn't vape around you if you asked me not to. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying because it's just to me, it's just. Smoke. I watched I the just Jewel documentary on Netflix, and the whole time I was vaping my ass off while watching yeah, it. Of course you were. <laughs> I think they are addicted. They're, there's, de they're definitely addicting, but I think that's like that with everything. You just kind of have to accept the devil's bargain in life. Like, what are you going to do? You know, energy drinks, working out, all these things are bad and good for you so it's like you have to kind of choose like what you're going to eventually like six hours of cardio for me for instance i'm just hoping my knees give out before my heart does yeah so exactly so if you talk to anybody they're going to tell you i got 42 of these for christmas they're, these are energy <laughs> drinks what? monsters yeah they're like robbie they're like robbie yeah, you can keep on doing all that cardio, but you know when you're like 40, 45, you're gonna have to replace your knees. I'm gonna be dead in the less than a week. <laughs> I said 26 was all I was aiming for. <laughs> hey, the, the magic number in rock and roll is like 27. I think it's like Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. Yes, John. Long enough to feel it. alive and quick enough to burn out. <laughs> there, there you go. Nah, man, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. You're cause because you exercise and stuff. Like you said, man, I still do the um the the little total body and the yoga um i'm getting an exercise bike because my treadmill dude crapped out on me but uh, i'm getting an exercise bike so i'll have an exercise bike uh and i have to listen to more uh podcast uh being able to do that so that'll be good man like i said i once again exercise uh life it's routine it's just built in my life uh, I haven't exercised for a little bit since I've been on vacation. The last time I exercised was like last Tuesday or Wednesday. So uh, actually doing this with you uh, prevented me from exercising this morning. But that's okay. <laughs> well, thanks. Jeez. It's all right. It's all have, right. So do you have any new interests um, since last time we talked? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm pretty same old, same old, man. I'm just 46, man. Just turned 46. Like last month, I'm pretty... I'm like, it's crazy, man. I'm pretty set in my ways. Now, uh, now fashion, maybe like now I'm wearing, uh, like slacks, like they're airwalk slacks, what? but they're like, slack. dude, like I'm growing up. Like I I'm wearing like slacks and uh, donating plasma. It's changing your personality. I got this nice jacket, this new ja uh, jacket for Christmas. It's got like a scarf. It's like a, it's a Dockers. It's like a grown up like jacket. It's just like, just like I don't know, I hit my mid forties and like I'm wearing slacks and like nice. Christ, if a mid if a midlife crisis is slacks, that's like the least damaging <laughs> one. No, nah, man. I, once again, I'm really fortunate, man. I I'm a pretty like laid back uh, dude who never got into like drugs or drinking or any of that. Like, so yeah, dude. Like uh, New Year's is coming up for me. That's the one night I I cut loose and I drank. Um, so 
other than that, man, like I don't drink at all throughout the rest of the everybody year. always skips to New Year's. Why does everybody do that? It's my one night, man, it's that I can upset me I... since I was born. Why? Because your my birthday? birthday's New Year's Eve. It's like everyone's like, Happy New Year. I'm like, hey, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but <laughs> damn. But, you know, once again, man, it's just one of those things that traditionally, man, like I've I've been in the rock music since I was a teenager, video games, <laughs> Star Wars, uh, movies, stuff like that. And that's pretty much been like even 46, man. I told you I'm on vacation and I play music. <laughs> I watch movies. I'm like so close to just taking my nephews up to Disneyland or something. I have not been since I was probably six years old. And I just have this giant urge to just go to Orlando Studios or any of these places and just not just kidnap my nephews and just take them down there. <laughs> yeah, man, because I got that big Star Wars area and stuff at Disney World now, but I, I haven't even been to it yet. It's it's just really expensive. Man, we're talking about like expenses, man, like everything is so expensive. I was talking to my daughter. We were talking about uh, just eating out and I told her, Oh, you want something that's changed with me? Uh, McDonald's, uh, even kind of fast food. Cause I had it like a couple weeks ago and I had McDonald's. I was like, eh, like, I, I just don't, I think if I want a hamburger, I just think I'm going to go somewhere else. I, I, I just, maybe I'm growing out of like McDonald's no, French fries are amazing, but it's just like, eh, the hamburger. I just, yeah, if I want a good, I just, I just want a good hamburger, man. If I want a hamburger, I don't want McDonald's hamburger. And the hamburgers value meal is like $12. So I can go to five guys or go somewhere else and pay the same price and get a hamburger. It's just, we were talking about the, the cost of even going to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or something. It's just getting, uh, even my favorite restaurant, Texas Roadhouse. My my steak that I got used to be like ten dollars. Now it's like fourteen bucks. Texas Roadhouse is your favorite restaurant? Oh, dude! So yeah, it's one of my favorite restaurants. Yeah, because we you know they have the bread and the cinnamon butter and um get the cheese bacon cheese fries steak sirloin. I went to when I went was in D.C. Uh, we went to a restaurant, fanciest restaurant I have ever been to in my entire life. Um. Everyone was wearing tuxedos and shit, and I was just wearing my one colored hoodie that's white and it's kind of tie-dye that I wore on the show. I didn't have any, like, super nice stuff. I thought we were going to museums. Remember that. <laughs> I packed for museums. So it's like, all right, so I did my six hours of cardio. I had an orange for breakfast, and I did not eat until 9 p.m., so that was at 5 a.m. when I ate, and all I was doing was piling drinks on top of that. So we get to this restaurant and it's fancy as shit. It's a seafood restaurant. I get the menu. Every single thing on that menu is above 40 something dollars. Oh. So I go, I'm going to get this. And the guy comes over. He goes, do you want two or three? And I was like, I haven't eaten anything, but I'm just going to say two because I don't know what the size is. And he goes, okay, I'll bring it over to you. I swear to God, dude, for $46, it was those little Tostito Scoops chips. <laughs> It was two of those with a little bit of meat in it, and the plate was drizzled, and they sliced up cucumbers super thin and placed it in a pattern around the plate, and it got dropped in front of me, and my face was like, <laughs> and I was like, so my buddy knew I had, like, they, they had all been, everyone I was with had been eating like a couple hours before, and a couple hours before that, and a couple hours before that. And the plate gets in front of me and he knows I haven't eaten all day. I've just been drinking on top of an empty stomach, basically. And he goes, dude, you can have some of mine. That is terrible. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're damn right. I'm going to have some of yours. Like, cause he got a bunch of California rolls. And I was like, I thought mine was going to be, mine was more. I would think mine would be, dude, I ate those chips in a matter of like a minute. 
And it wasn't that good at all. It was not $46 worth, but it was like, I think I went to bed at like 4 a.m., woke up at 6 and went downstairs because the time change happened. So it, we went back an hour. So I was waiting for the free breakfast. I'm a big free breakfast hotel guy. I love that stuff. So I'm sitting there in like pineapple board shorts, a tank top. My hair is all like a rooster straight up in the air. I just basically woke up from like a deep like that. I went to bed that night thinking I'm not going to be waking up in the morning. Like my heart was beating like like a drum, dude. It was bad. Um, And I went downstairs to get ready for breakfast. The woman goes, we don't start breakfast till seven. And I was like, well, technically the time changed. So it is seven o'clock, but it's technically six. And she goes, we open at seven. I said, oh, that's fair. And she goes, are you a basketball player? And I just was like, I'm five, eight. And she was like, you're very athletic. I was like, thanks. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here and make TikTok videos on my phone from clips I have for my show until the breakfast opens up. Well, then the breakfast opens up at seven. I go and grab a small, like little, like it's a hotel bowl of like fruit, like a couple pieces of honeydew, a couple pieces of cantaloupe. And uh, then I go and grab an English muffin out of the thing and I go and open it up to go put it in the toaster thing. And she goes, do you have your breakfast coupon? And I was like, the breakfast isn't complimentary. All hotels do complimentary breakfast. She goes, no, it's $15 a plate. And they bring out eggs and French toast. And I just go, $15 a plate? And I go, yeah, I go, I don't have my wallet on me. And I'm not paying $15 for this little small bowl of fruit and an English muffin when I can go to the gas station and get the same thing for a dollar or $2. Right. And she goes, since you didn't know, sweetie, you can go and take that. I go, well, that's, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I had a little small yogurt that I had too. And um, I go, thank you. And she go, and I go and reach for jam for my English muffin. And she goes, no, 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 that's extra. And I go, fine. So I just went, <laughs> I'm sitting in an elevator and I'm literally going from the first floor to the 12th floor where my room was at. And every floor, someone got on the elevator and I don't, it was like I said, breakfast just opened up. I guess everybody was going down there. So I'm sitting there with my hair up like a rooster in a tank top in pineapple board shorts with a bowl of fruit in one hand and a yogurt and eating a dry ass English muffin that literally you could hear the sound of it like chalk as I'm eating it. And everyone's just getting on the elevator and like looking back at me and I'm sitting there like I'm still drunk. I'm still whatever. And I just get off the elevator because everyone decided that they wanted to ride up to the 12th floor and then go down to the lobby. They didn't want to wait for the elevator that was going down. So I get off the elevator. I get back in the hotel room and I'm sitting in a chair. My buddy's asleep in the bed. Uh, there's double beds. I'm not sharing a bed with him. It's two beds in that room. Uh, I would have slept on the floor. Uh, but he wakes up. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm eating breakfast. He's like, what do they have down there? I was like, uh, you have to pay a lot of money for the actual breakfast. I just got this because the lady felt bad for me, I guess. But she said I was a basketball player, so it makes up for it. And um, he goes, oh, that's fine. We're going to go get breakfast at the cafe in like 10 minutes anyway. And I go, why the hell did you not tell me that I was doing this? He goes, oh, I thought I did. I go, no, you haven't let me know a single thing of what we were doing all weekend this weekend. He goes, isn't that the fun part, though? I go, no, it fucking sucks because I don't oh, know how no. to plan my day. That would drive, so for me, man, yeah, that would drive my OCD like bonkers, man. I'm just so like organized and I got to have every, all my ducks lined up in a row. Like, yeah, I would have to know what it, what the F is going on. That, that would drive me insane, not knowing. But I'll tell you what, man, I've actually, because a few work, work trips, um, and then I went to Ohio 
uh, what was that, a few months ago and spent the night at a hotel. Yeah, we got the free breakfast. And like, yeah, dude, when they do the free breakfast, man, they got scrambled eggs. It's dude, complimentary. Look, That's they, yeah, every yeah, yeah, hotel it was free, it was has it. Dude, they had the waffle uh, where you could pour the waffle stuff Jeez. in there, make like your own waffles. You must uh, be it was down in awesome. high class, my boy. It was awesome. The Holiday Inn Express. There you go. <laughs> we got the quality in and there wasn't anything fucking quality about it. <laughs> my buddy was in the I lobby dude they got free rose water i was like what they're like it's rose water and then he started drinking it and i was like it tastes like shit and he goes dude it's amazing and i was like this is like the scene from the other guys where the guy brought in the cucumber water and they kept getting refills of cucumber water guys <laughs> aim for the bushes well now that you're 46 you got a grandbaby do you have any life goals you'd like to complete you gotta have at least one life goal oh life goals oh man Make it to fifty. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good uh, one. No, I mean honestly, um, I don't know, man. It's yeah, dude. Being a grandparent is is amazing. Uh, this year, I'm really looking forward to. Got to take uh, her name's uh, Marley, and I call her Miss Marley. Um, and she, like I said, she's about eight nine months, but I got to take her to the zoo for the first time. Uh, we did Christmas at the zoo. Uh. And and this coming year, we're, we have a we have a really good children's museum downtown uh, Indianapolis. I took my kids to uh, their whole lives. So I and I so I told my daughter, I was like, man, next year, you know, she'll be almost, you know, two around Christmas time. So but like, you know, the zoo and children's museum and just spending time with her. It just, uh, you know, rewinds my my all my brain to when I used to do all that stuff all the time. I remember the first time I had her by myself for the whole day. Um, it was like, yeah, dude, it was like culture shock for me. I was just like changing diapers and crying baby and, you know, uh, trying to calm her down with music and this and that. And I was just like, Oh, I can't believe I used to do this every day. Like, dude, it was just like, it was, you know, cause I've been on my, man, my kids are, adults so like it's just uh it's your daughter really kid, right? really fun yeah 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 it's my mm. daughter yep uh like i said yeah it, it's it's just a lot of fun man and like you said you get to bring her back to my daughter and be like here you go <laughs> i've had my my grandparent fill and uh i'm i'm good to go so I, I don't know man like um it that that's why i i tell anybody i would tell anyone man like yeah man have kids man like uh do it at least have one no it's uh, killing two, the you planet know, you can't have kids oh come on man it, it's i mean look i know no i'm at that it, stage it, in my life i i think just with christmas passing recently i didn't notice this but there's a lot of friends that i'm friends with that are single moms and they have like a one-year-old and I'm like, did you just accidentally get pregnant, decided that you wanted to have a kid and then raise it on your own? Because I saw a lot of photos where it was like, whoa, like there's all every like I have like six or seven friends that are single moms that are just that that's their Facebook is them and their baby. And there's no guy in the picture. And I go, that's so bad. I mean, despite whoever you have, you need at least two people in that relationship, someone to give you a break, whether you're it's with another woman, another man, it does not matter. It's just you need to have someone else there because you cannot do that all on your own. You rely on your parents to take care of it or you rely on your grandparents. You know, I was lucky I had grandparents that were very, very involved. But that to me is just like, oh, God, I was like, I, and I'm, th I'm thinking about it in my head. I'm like, shit, I, do, I, I like the experience. I like taking my nephews out for ice cream and stuff. 
even though I tell them, don't tell your parents because, you know, your mom doesn't <laughs> let you have anything. They don't know what, like pizza, they don't have any of that. They're very healthy. And I take him out for ice cream. I was like, just don't tell your mom. And he was like, I won't, I won't. And the next thing you know, as soon as I pull up to the mom, guess what me and Uncle Robbie did? And then I was like, damn, dude, like <laughs> not even five. Like, let me pull out of the driveway. And then you just go and say it. I can block yeah, a number. I can't block anything else. Yeah, kids are ruthless and they're brutally honest. That's the best thing about kids. But um, yeah, man, it takes two. Like I said, even me and my ex-wife, like we, we stayed together, man, uh, until uh, the kids were 18. Uh, regardless of our relationship. So they had the, you know, the foundation of two parents. Uh, we both thought it was super important, uh, you know, for them to have both of us. But yeah, unfortunately, man, I mean, my daughter is, like I said, not to air out some laundry, but uh, personal laundry, but my daughter's about to be, you know, single parent, basically. Uh, they live together still, her and her boyfriend, well, ex-boyfriend, but they're not together anymore, but they're still raising, you know, Marley together. So, but once again, yeah, it's just like. Do you believe in those family values though? Like compared to when you were younger and before you had a first kid, did you really care about so much of like the whole family structure and has your family values changed to where you're at now? Yeah, no, no. Uh, once again, I, I was really fortunate, man. My parents were to my parents never got divorced, right? Um, my, you know, my dad passed away a few years ago, um, but they never got divorced. So I always had mom and dad. Once again, man, and we, we don't really want to go. We've, I think we've been down this road with me before. Like my dad really wasn't, you know, a dad to me once I got to a certain age, but uh, I always had both. I always had both of them, right? Always. So it was really important to me uh, the way, you know, way I always pictured life was I was going to find somebody and that's it. Like I, like my parents never got divorced. I was never going to get divorced. Um, and I was just going to have, you know, be with one person and we both be there for the kids. And I think that's what I was saying. Even though me and my ex-wife, we, you know, I don't think we were like, you know, in love with each other anymore, but we stayed together for a long time for the kids. Uh, and I, 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 I think I still think that was good. Um, so the kids did have that structure, but like the kids even tell me, dude, I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't know all the answers, man. I can just go off personal experience, but my kids have told me like, they wish we would have divorced sooner because they could see how unhappy we were. Well, I don't want to get into your divorce. I'm just asking a question. No, 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 no. I'm just a, saying like, yeah. it, it's crazy. Other pers outside perspectives is, I guess is where I'm going is because you can see your perspective any way you want it. But like when you start hearing outside perspectives on things, it really opens, opens your eyes and can, you know, change your mind on like that. And that's what you're asking is it's like, yeah, like, you know, well, what I'm asking is from your personal perspective, when before you had kids, your values of family shaped and changed different because it seems like my generation of kids doesn't have family values. Not in the sense, not in the more conservative sense. I'm talking about in the aspect of everyone feels like they can be fine being a single parent, which I don't disagree with. There's, I was raised in that sense, but there is a real thing of like, I don't want that being the trendy new style we go to because you're just dumping it on your grandparents. I believe you need both parents. Now, once, once again, uh, all the power to all the single moms or single dads out there that do it. You know, that's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, strong men, strong women. Um, it's awesome. But at the end of the day, man, you really do need both parents. 
because both parents bring certain values uh, and characteristics to the parenting. And that was the best thing about me and my ex-wife was I brought, you know, the, the I was the fun parent or I was the more strict parent at times. And then she was, it, it's, it's typical, but like, yeah, she, if the kids got hurt or this and that, they went to mom, they came to me for certain things. Kids need that, right? Because when they don't have that, like, oh, I don't feel like I can go to dad and all I have is dad about this, then they're missing out on value and learning. And, and that's, dude, you talk about, talk about like generations and how they've changed and and it's true man once again like i grew up in the 80s right so and my kids grew up at the beginning of cell phones and social media and stuff and it's dude it's it's just different every generation and it's just like even this generation they don't know life without a iphone right without social media without streaming without anything I know a life without any of that stuff. Much simpler life when I used to hop on my bike and ride to my buddy's house, right? And ride home when it got dark. Can't do that no more. You can't, dude, you can't let your kids go outside like during the day without feeling it's something going to happen. Uh, there's updates on our phones right now of the area I live in. Uh, there's been a shooting a street over. Uh, there, there was a stabbing. Jesus Christ, move neighborhoods, man. There was a stabbing like uh, two streets over from there was a gas explosion the other like, literally two days ago. There's a gas explosion like less than like five miles from from here. So it's it's just like, you know, I, I tell my wife, it, you know, it, it, crime, anything can happen anywhere in, in the world. Right. Would, would You're you not safe anywhere. Would you prefer those alerts or would you prefer not to know? I, I don't have them. They're on my wife's phone. She's the one who tells me all the time about them. Um, I couldn't deal with that, like knowing that. I like. I think you have to kind of walk out and just be able to do your best that you can and be protective at all times. But I just feel like knowing that there's – I don't. why I don't turn on the news. Neither do I. Yeah, me and you are the same, dude. I don't watch the news. I really don't pay attention to a lot of stuff that's going along. Um, ever since I haven't been doing YouTube and podcasting, Dude, I'm never on social media. Like, I'm completely unplugged from all that. I'm just, I'm just so old school, you know. Um, I, I'm like the person, right, that puts a post out once in a blue moon, and I'll get like three likes. I'm just like, yeah, I get three likes because I'm never on social media. So, and I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind. I don't care, right? And when I did YouTube and podcasting, that was like obviously a huge weak point for. For us and i just i just terrible at it but the tiktoks like you know you were sending me like some of your tiktoks dude like that wasn't really around when i was doing uh the podcast and the youtube it's huge now the tiktoks and everything i think that would be a lot of fun to do that if i was still doing why don't you do that yeah that would be a lot of fun because little short videos and stuff you don't even have to like I was thinking about doing more documentary style stuff in 60 seconds where I can compact information. There's just so many things where I feel like that need to be addressed that aren't getting addressed. And I feel like I could do it if I had just voiced over something and then made like a really cool like 60 second clip of something doesn't even need to be podcast related, but just explains the Manson stuff, explains a bunch of interesting factors that kind of have been like the whole helter skelter belief. That was created by the prosecutor, Vincent Bugulosi, but there's no evidence for the helter-skelter thing. You know, everyone talks about, well, it was painted on the door at the Tate Bianca murders. No, it wasn't. What was painted on the door was the word pig. 
the the whole somehow it's like a mandala effect it has slipped into the actual history of what the actual thing is and people remember this and what they're actually remembering where they've seen a photo of helter skelter painted on a a door was from the movie helter skelter it wasn't from the actual events they don't have photos from the like the whole like there's a couple things in the case that just that were just fabricated by this prosecutor and it was like to me it was like learning that stuff it's kind of like the jfk stuff it's a lot about the rfk stuff there's like stuff that we're misremembering i actually called out stephen king on twitter because in his book a long time ago when he wrote about the jfk assassination he talked about lee harvey oswald's mother was horrible to him which is very true but she used to have him come in and have him pull his pants down and, you know, say, I want to see if you're developing like a man. That's not real. She never did that. And actually, if you learn about her life afterwards, I mean, her kids or her grandkids or grandbabies, she was never allowed to see. She used to sit outside the school where they would play and watch them through a fence because she wasn't allowed to communicate with Marina or the new or the babies or anything like that. Like it was a heartbroken mother who lost a son and her other son discommunicated from her. And I was like, wow, you put that in a book that she did this weird sexual stuff and it's not true and there's no evidence for that. But somehow now we have a whole bunch of people that think that's who she is because they read Stephen King's work. And that's where I mean – I don't know. For me, I'm like, you can clear up so much bullshit. But that stuff like that to me is interesting where it's like I don't call it heavy topics. I call it just interesting, like getting the accurate information that, you you know, you could be running off. We, I'm sure we've done it multiple times. Hell, we got an episode taken down from fucking YouTube. You're canceled. Your fault. <laughs> we got canceled. Had to say Bill Gates, didn't you? Had to. I, I guess I had to. But it's interesting because one of your last podcasts, um, I, I'm a huge Beatles uh, fan. And um, yeah, so when you have those podcasts, when you have the gentleman on there about John Lennon's death um, and how it's just totally just like conspiracy and what, you know, along with the JFK, RFK. And when you talk about the Lennon one, it, it, I, I love those are those are like my favorite ones because uh, it just opens. I didn't know like all those facts. I I right. I just knew what everyone else knew uh, was. Was it uh, Chapman? Was that his name? Yeah. Mark Chapman. Chapman. Uh, uh, just, you know, went up, at, you know, shot him or whatever. But like so I didn't realize like the distance between the shot and then possible of getting shot inside uh you know of the uh of his uh it's very careful territory it's what i kind of touch on with like the jfk stuff it's like if you see something that was originally stated as this and there's evidence to support that it was wrong and there's clear indication and acknowledgement that that was wrong then on the basis of that you should be able to question the topic without it being called your conspiracy theorist john lennon assassination example is dr david no dr stephen lynn the autopsy doctor or person who said he was resuscitating John's heart with his bare hands. He's been on numerous documentaries about John Lennon. And if you Google his name right now, it says autopsy doctor lied for the past 30 years. It's acknowledged by the New York Post, Washington, everything. Everybody acknowledges that this guy lied because the real doctor stepped forward and said, no, I did all that. But I've been silent about it because I don't care about the fame to this. The real doctor was Dr. David Halloran. Now, on that basis, that this guy was a piece of shit and took the fame for it and lied, you cannot tell me that everything about the original conclusion is correct. And that's when you get into the more conspiracy stuff. 
So like to me, that's not, I wouldn't even consider that nut job dish. I would just consider that like just trying to uncover truth from ego and all this other stuff that might be lying on top of it. It reminds you of the JFK stuff and all the cover, right? The government and the cover up and the, it's like, like, as I hear you guys talk about it all the time, and it's just like, it's not about, um, right. And like I said, like you guys talk about over and over again, it's just, we just want to know the truth. Like, like if, if, you know, if you, if you covered up, if it was Dallas police or if it was this, or if it was that, just let us know, man, like it's 60 years, right? Like, I don't even care about the answer as much anymore. I'm more about just trying to see what I can accurately. I had someone comment on something that I did JFK related and they're like the interviewer and I, I'm not an interviewer, but they said the interviewer doesn't know what he's talking about. Gerald Ford didn't move the back wound up six inches or something like that. And I literally commented five different articles from main publications like New York Post and all this onto his comment. And then also eight different clips with eight different researchers with eight different forms of documentation to back up that is verifiably proven that Gerald Ford moved the wound up in the report up six inches. Then he edited his comment and said, well, it, he did change the wound, but it wasn't enough to back anything or change any actual statements made. I go, yeah, it fit the six, the single bullet theory. You moved a back wound from right back here up to the back of the up neck. Up to the neck. Yeah. And that's what's interesting. Like I said, I know it was, I don't think it was one of your recent ones. It was one of your older ones. You had a whole episode with a gentleman who talked about just the body after death, moving the body, transferring the body in the hospital, the, the brain and the, right, the brain. And th like that, that was actually one of my favorite episodes of them, how they transfer the body and the inconsistencies of that. So it's just really, like I said, I, I think it's really, I love your JFK episodes. Uh, you had a few RFK episodes, which I really liked, but like I said, I really like the John Lennon ones, but uh, yeah, man, it's good stuff. I like it. I like uh, hearing other, you know, I'm obsessed with the sixties and seventies. No, I'm man. I, 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 I was told all the time uh, when I was younger, when I was like in my early twenties, like, man, you should have, you should have been around in the sixties. You, you should have been around in the sixties. And I, I was talking, I was talking the other day. I was just like, man, if I was around in the sixties, I would have went to Woodstock and this, yeah, we would have went through the JFK assassination and Beatles and Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. It would have been, it would have been awesome. But I mean, I can say I went through the eighties as a child and like everyone loves that, right? Cause the eighties, uh, it seems like right now, like the nineties, are kind of really trending. Uh you know, the night all the 90s stuff is coming back around. But uh yeah, man, 80s were awesome as a child and I was teenager in the 90s. So well, a lot of the 90s stuff is trending is because a lot of the kids my age that would have that 90s nostalgia are the ones that are now starting to be in charge of corporations that are kind of leading the social media front. That's right. That's right. It's 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 just crazy on what uh, like I said, it's, it, you know, it, it does it all the time, trends and stuff. They just kind of circle and circle and circle, but like, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Like all those kids, they're in charge now, right? It's like us. It's like our generation. It's just like, you know, we're in our mid forties. We're like in charge of companies and right. CFOs and stuff like and that. And most of you guys are giving it to kids of my generation, the companies. So then the, the kids that get inherit those companies don't have to worry about jack shit for the rest of their life. They can just care tarnish your fucking company's uh reputation if they want yeah i was talking um 
exciting we've ever you know my wife we were talking about the game stops we were just like you know or you know you just buy a ten dollar stock one day and then like a couple days later it sells for like ten thousand dollars we were talking about the the game stop uh how, how are they still open because playstation i'm i'm a playstation guy they just came out and said hey you are not allowed to sell any playstation games so they forbid it they so they're trying to lock down right people that buy games and then take them to like gamestop or whatever and they get money for them so you know it's just how that's shrinking down i don't know i haven't bought a physical copy of a game my star wars game digital all duty i buy all my i buy all my games digital so um i don't know how the place is still in business you know it'll all be online sooner or later Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll all be like in a cloud, or yeah, like in a cloud, or uh, like streaming. Like yeah, you'll stream because the PlayStation has like streaming games, a uh, streaming catalog. But you know, once again, man, like the membership, my sixty dollar a year membership went up to eighty dollars, and now there's like three tiers, and I'm on the cheap, cheapo one. The cheap one is eighty dollars. Then there's a hundred and thirty five dollar a year one, and then there's a hundred and sixty five dollar a year hmm. one. The $165 a year, that's where you get a streaming catalog, PS1, PS2, PS3 games, and you have access to like a big catalog of games and stuff. And then when they raise the minimum wage, that'll go back up again too. Yeah, and once again, man, the cost of everything has gone up drastically. I I got a cost of living raise about a year ago or so ago, but it was like 2%. It doesn't cover how much everything has gone up. So it's, yeah, man. Place. when you go to mcdonald's freaking what do i get like a double does your kid does your kid ever express struggles with money well no because he, well my, my daughter does because she's you know out on her own absolutely i have to help her out uh, all the time you know, i buy but what i do for her now is it's more for marley like right it's diapers or wipes or stuff like that right and she struggles and she's you know out on her own uh, my son he doesn't he's kind of playing it smart he still lives here with me they say he's about to be 21 but uh he straight up told me he's like i can't afford to play somebody else i'm like yeah you you could you just work and he goes no he's just like no uh-uh he's like you know rent would be like yeah thousand dollars and then this and that and then the, i was just like yeah you're right and i was just like when i was 19 when i was 19 i moved out of my house I made uh 550 at Meyer and that's all. And then after a month, I got my first warehouse job and I made like 725 an hour. So I was making 725 an hour, 550 at Meyer, worked two jobs and was able to like support myself in one bedroom apartment. But like like I said, so now flash forward to today, could I live in a one bedroom apartment with one job? I yeah, I don't I don't think so. Because everything's just too much. So, I, dude, thankfully, I refinanced my house during COVID. So my house payment is super cheap. You don't get uh, to mention that word anymore. No, I know. Oh, COVID? Yeah. Hey, my daughter, like, thank God they got better. But it, my Christmas almost Guys, got- don't, don't even, don't even, don't even. I'm serious. My Christmas- you got an episode taken down. You're not allowed to mention that word anymore for the rest of your life. Okay. But my my daughter, my granddaughter- and her boyfriend all had it and it almost ruined Christmas. Almost. But did not. So it was it was awesome. How much are you set back from Christmas? I told you, man. 
Zero? I went into debt over Christmas. Zero. I pride, once again, man, I pride myself. Uh, the last two, three years, I have not gotten into any credit card debt during Christmas. Uh, I just been real fortunate, man. Um, the don't, the plasma money helped a little bit, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I stashed money. I have, I stashed money, uh, and I lowered Christmas. So I'm, I'm like usually huge on Christmas. I spend a lot of money on my kids. Um, I spend way too much money every year. This year I told, I told both of my kids, I said, Hey, tell me two things you want. I'll get you two things that you want. And then I'll buy some, you know, I'll buy some stuff that you don't know about. And that's what I did. I kind of scaled it down. Uh, Mar Miss Marley, she got a bunch of like toys and stuff, but like that stuff is a lot cheaper, but like, so yeah, all the way around wife, kids, granddaughter, everything came down. This is the one year I spent the least amount on Christmas ever. So, and my kids still got, you know, quite a bit of stuff. They didn't get like tons and tons, but like they still got some things. Do you think that's because of everything so expensive now? Um, I'm just, yeah. Well, once again, I, so I don't want to like, you know, say like what I've, I've made more money this year than I've ever made ever in my life. Like my salary this year. I, I I'll say this. I made like almost 20 K in overtime this year. I've only worked one job this year, one job, but 20 K in overtime, uh, throughout the whole year. So I've worked a lot, man. Um, and I'm still in debt a little bit. That's what I was, I was telling my wife. I was just like donating plasma to get rid of that last credit card. But, uh, yeah, man, it's life is expensive. And like I said, my mortgage is low and this and that, and life is still expensive. It's getting crazy. Do you feel comfortable sending your kid out there if he was going to be by himself? Uh, yeah. I mean, as long as, like I said, I, what I really, really try to instill in my kids, man, is, you know, is job wise is, you know, just staying at a job, providing, especially, you know, if my, my daughter if is any advice, it's just like, you gotta, you got to provide for your family. Number one, that's, that's like my numero uno, like rule is you do whatever you have to do to provide for your family. And my daughter's boyfriend, like I said, kudos to him, man. He worked one job, two jobs throughout this last year to keep them afloat, man. And that's what you do. So, uh, I, I, I always have mad respect for people, uh, you know, that will do anything they need to do. Right. I'm donating plasma like to get earn extra money. You know, dude, I worked at FedEx ground. I, I donate worked, semen. You could do that and get some extra money. I'm just saying, man, if you, you can have your job and you have another hustle, regardless of what it is, man, you do what you got to do to, you know, to survive and to have a little bit of extra money. So you can do some fun things, man. That's what life is about. I did a lot of things. That's why I'm broke at the, you know, I'm pretty broke. Even at the end of this year, I went to probably eight concerts this year. Um, Man, which concerts did you see? Oh man, I saw Incubus. I saw Snoop Dogg with my kids. Um, saw John Mayer. Saw Smashing Pumpkins. I saw The Offspring. Some Forty One. Uh, saw the Jim Blossoms. Uh, All at the same time? No, different times. But like uh, the John Mayer tickets, dude, those weren't cheap. Uh, I bought Green Day. I'm going to see Green Day next year. Fuck those yeah. tickets weren't cheap. 
when I got those and all that money got spent this year. I went and saw Hamilton early in the year. Dude, that was a very expensive musical. You know what that's about? Um, uh, Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Did you know he was cheating on his wife? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I looked, I didn't I know looked that. up the, the pamphlet, the Reynolds pamphlet, and it goes into detail like what, how he cheated on his wife. That's nuts. It, no, it's crazy. But like, anyways, but like, yeah, just... I know I'm like kind of I'm I'm in debt a little bit still and I've kind of broke even and I really don't have like a ton of money behind me, but like I have some money behind me and I got to do a lot of fun things this year. And actually the I just got the concert bug. I love music, man. Um I love playing music, I love listening to music, and the the C word, the you know, the 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 C word, the dreaded C word, that really didn't exist this year. Like everything went back What's to normal, man. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking you were saying concerts and music. I was like, concerto? Oh, but like, concerts I was like, were you like mean concerto? concerto? <laughs> but concerts were back in full effect. Like every, you know what I'm saying? Like everything. And like, I just got like wrapped up in it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to this and go see this and go. It's just dude, all my old favorite bands. Oh, I saw Everclear. And I got to meet Everclear. So Damn. Everclear, they played like a small venue, a smaller venue, which I love smaller shows. I was like front row, got to watch them. And then they went and hung out at the t-shirt table after the show. And I got them to sign a poster uh, at the end of the show. And I got to shake all their hands. I got my picture with the lead singer. Uh, it was, dude, it was just so much fun. Once again, man, like, and you know, that wasn't like the cheapest night either, but like, that's what it's about, dude. Like uh, my younger brother, you know, my younger brother, he like saves all his money, penny pinches, uh, right. He invests a lot and does this and does that. They don't spend any money. I'm like the opposite of like my brother. Like I spend some money throughout the year, but like I do fun things. And I think you have to, because what if you say, I, I said this to my brother, I said, what if you save for 20 years and then on day, you know, on the next day you retire, you get hit by a bus. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, all that money's there, but like, you didn't do anything. So I don't know. I just feel like you got to do some fun things along the way. Man, what do you, what do you like to do? Have you did you go to any concerts? I did. I did went to one. Like, I think I wouldn't say maybe towards the end of summer, maybe a little bit before that. That was about it. Who'd you go see? The Expendables. Okay. They shared there my cover go. on their story. Oh, cool. Which is pretty it interesting yeah i don't know man i think life i'm one of those people man i'm a sagittarius man like i think life is too short I, I like being spontaneous Ooh. i like going to do things um yeah man you gotta go out there and have some fun while while we're still around on this crazy because honestly dude like you know in, in all of my life you know like adulthood now that i'm i've been an adult for you know 20 something years life is too short man like um Go out and do some things, man. Spend a little bit of money. Go out and have fun. Uh, create those memories, right? Because I remember going to basketball games with my son, right? I remember doing all that stuff. Uh, you just, I, I think it's crucially, if you're talking about family values, I, I think making memories is a crucial family value that um, maybe has been forgotten. Go out and do things as a family. Uh, dude, this podcast started with, hey, man, Sit down and have dinner with your family. 
right? So you can connect with your family. Put the cell phones down at the, I don't allow cell phones at my kitchen table because of you, because of me starting all those years ago with you. There's no cell phones at the table at home. There's no cell phones at the table when I go out to eat. And that's because of Robbie. So I owe that to you, man. The atmosphere at the restaurant is so no, important. Man. No, because I think we all forget about it because everyone's so plugged in and everyone's got to check their Snapchat or their social media or whatever, man. Like everyone's too plugged in. You got to unplug. You got to talk to people. My job, I'm being forced to go back into the office a couple times a week next year, which I don't want to do because I've been working from home. But like, it's good, man. You need some human contact. You need some human connection. Um, it's good for you. Right. So, yeah, man, I, like I said, if I can stress anything uh, that I that I've learned that I since day one with with Robbie here, man, is put your cell phones down and just talk to each other, man. Have have some family dinners, man. Learn well, about each other. What would you say after all these years? For either us knowing each other or things that we've just talked about in the past, what do you say growth wise you've had? Well, once again, right there, I mean, what I just mentioned, that's a great growing tool, man, is just to connect. Um, and it's honestly being at home a lot and this and that before I met you, I really wasn't connecting with people or even thinking about connecting with people. It's not easy because usually you work a lot. So it's hard to do that when you get home. I mean, I work 60 hours a week now and it's hard to even schedule a podcast. I don't have a day off. I went to a movies with someone and she was like, hey, let's go see this movie. I was like, let's go at a time that's earlier in the day. I get off at 8 a.m. I work all night. I can't do it. And the earliest they do a movie is like 1130 or 12. So I was like, if we could find something there, that'd be great. She's like, all right, let's do Hunger Games. And I looked up the time for Hunger Games. It's a three hour movie. It's a long I go, movie. there's no way. So I saw Thanksgiving because there was a person with an ax on the front. Horrible movie to take someone <laughs> to. Horrible movie. My favorite comedian's in it, and he says the most offensive thing in the first five minutes. And then next thing you know, people are getting their heads chopped off and eating other people. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, what did I choose? But, yeah, there's no social lifetime. I had to take off for a specific day. But it's nice to have money, and I'm getting out of debt, too. So, Good for you, man. Good for you. It's uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I've lived a lot of years in debt uh, because of my family, uh, you know, doing big Christmases or – Good for you for doing sacrificing that. Yeah, dude, uh, when I got bonuses at my job, it went to my family. When it went to my kids, uh, when I, yeah, any extra penny um, I ever have earned has went to my family always. So that's why I like, you know, I get, I get some like, so that, I think that's what, you know, maybe that too, like, it's just like some selfish time the past few years. I've done a lot of musicals and concerts and uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm going to a play, I'm going to To Kill a Mockingbird next month. I'm going to that play. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and that wasn't too, too cheap, but I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, man, it's just go out and do things, man. Have fun. Have fun. Talk to people. Are you gonna, I, I still try to do that. Are you going to try and get back into content creation at some point? I want to. I want to. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I still have everything. I still pay for everything. I would probably have to update my editing software um, and the software I, I used um, has been so long, obviously get a newer version of everything, but I do miss it, man. I don't miss uh, editing so much uh, that it could be fun. 
Editing is like a double-edged sword, man. You know, it's a double-edged sword, man. Sometimes it's fun, and then sometimes it's just tedious. Um, but I miss, like, doing, like, this. Like, I miss this. I miss, like, doing the content, recording the content, whether it's podcasting or YouTube. Um, I 1,000% I, I just, like, miss it, like, creating content. So... Uh, I, I've always been that person, like ever since I was a teenager, been in music, been in bands, been in front of people, creating, creating content, creating music. Um, I love doing it, man, like my whole life. So uh, what about the yeah. content workload? Uh, yeah, that's see that that'd be another thing. Uh, I'd have to like be able to refit that into my schedule. Right. Well, how much you, did gotta, you set aside for it? You got to remember, man. So when I was doing it, my Saturdays would be shot. Um, sometimes I would record on Friday or Saturday, I'd record in the morning and then I would edit man for like out three hours, like at, at, you know, uh, at night. And like, uh, it really took a chunk out of my like family. Like I sacrificed a lot of like family time when I was doing the podcast and, uh, the YouTube was a little bit better because I was editing, you know, uh, you know, I'd record like eight minute videos and edit them down to like two minutes. Uh, that was a little bit easier, but the podcasting, man, that would just right. We record an hour like this, you record like an hour, hour and a half and you have to listen to everything. And then, uh, I would edit, you know, try to trim it down the best I could. And you remember what I used to do. I'd add music and add sound effects, and, right? I just, I just added, I had so much stuff and did so much, so many things. I really probably needed it to be a little bit more. I think that's why I liked YouTube because YouTube, I scaled it back, but then I made it more complicated because I was just making ourselves disappear and putting effects in them. Right. And then you just start complicating your edits, but like, it's fun, man. Well, once again, it's double-edged sword. It's fun and it's frustrating at the same time. But every time I got done, um, I always loved it. Right. Because uh, once you get done doing your product, probably how you feel about this, like when you get done and you post, even though you post shows every day, I was doing, you know, every week or a couple times a week. Uh, I don't know, man, you just feel proud. And I was actually really proud of myself because when I started it, I right, no experience, no not in editing or anything. And, you know, learned how to record and edit and stuff like that. It was, it was a lot of fun, challenging. I, I actually I gave the speech to. um uh, my kids <laughs> yesterday uh, at Christmas. Uh, I guess I don't know when this is posting out, you know, posting out, but it's the day uh, after Christmas right now. But I gave them that speech uh, that, you know, if you're comfortable, uh, it's not good. Uh, it's actually negative. It's a negative thing if you're, if you're comfortable. Uh, you should always try to push yourself uh, and get outside your box, uh, push yourself and challenge yourself. Um, I think how it got brought up was failing. My daughter said, she failed at something. I said, that's good because when you fail, that's when you learn. When you challenge yourself, that's when you learn. And hey, I'm not the best. Like I said, I like to be comfortable too, man. Like, don't get me wrong and get my bubble around me. But like, you gotta, that's why I like my merge at my company. This is really pushing me out of my bubble, my comfort zone. It's really good for me. Um, challenges me, challenges me to be a better leader and learning leadership qualities and skills. Um, and it's the same way in life. Like I said, you got to push yourself, challenge yourself, learn new things, challenge yourself. And like I said, that's how you grow. Or, uh, you know, a good piece of advice I like to tell people nowadays is listen to podcasts, listen, uh, read books, 
uh, research things. Then you have things to talk about. Everybody is paranoid. Like, you know, even me, man, like, you know, you get in like a public surrounding and like, you're just, what do you say? You know, how, how do you talk to people? Well, the more stuff, you know, or research or topics you can bring up, right. The more stuff you can talk about. So it's, it's fun, dude, your podcast has helped me out in public, like just bringing up, you know, JFK stuff or John Lennon stuff. Don't do that. You get shot. Don't do that. No, but it's, it's, it's easy to go to be like, Hey, you know, I I listen to this podcast that talks about, and then, but then that triggers other people to be like, well, yeah. Cause you know, the nine 11, you know, 9 11 might get brought up or, you know, or something else might get brought up and go down another completely different Avenue that, 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 that's all. That's what conversation is where we started. Uh, I don't know where we're time is at, where we're at, where we started an hour or so ago. And what we're talking about now is completely different, man, because the Avenue changes as we talk. Right. And that's the beauty about conversation. So yeah, man, it's, and that's what I do. I still try to read books and star Wars books. I got a few of them that I still need to read, but, uh, yeah, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote? I don't, man. I don't do anything. I mean, if you want to go check out some old uh, Star Wars podcast, it's all Sith talkers. Everything is still out there on iTunes and uh, all the other platforms. Uh, the Sith talkers on YouTube was a bunch of me and my brother doing uh, reaction videos, <laughs> a bunch of Bully McGuire. Uh, but I haven't done it in so long. Dude, it's been over a year since I've done anything. Um, but yeah, there's some old hey, podcast episodes. Me and Robbie uh, have done some Star Wars ones. Those were a lot of fun. I know we used to do a lot of what if episodes. Yeah, I think. Yeah. See, me, me, me and you could schedule it, right? We could always uh, pop one of those out. Well, I'll link Sith Talkers in the description for people to be able to click on and check out some of your work. I'd look up. A lot of those episodes, William McGuire stuff was where you really hit a stride there for a minute. You guys were really cranking out some. Uh, I don't understand that fan base. I, I never understood those videos. Um, the only reason we started reacting to it, because one of them was like Star Wars. Uh, and then it just took off. And that really kind of made the channel uh popular like their youtube channel like popular is like nuts i had more people watching bully mcguire videos than i did listening to a star wars podcast so <laughs> it was crazy but i'll link all your links in the description mike it's been a pleasure chatting with you again man thanks everybody for listening to this episode of out of the blank stay tuned for next episode